Welcome to this week's Moonlight of Amuna, Parshas Chukas Balak. This week's learning should be a schus for Fu Shlema for Chanamash Basilcha, Ratzbas Rochel, Shmoshazan, Bechavacham, Nachamorch Benafira, Michaim Ben Sar, and Lenishmas Heni Basichel Mechel. So, Parshas Chukas, we have probably one of the, the more dip, the most difficult. Uh, uh, stories in, in all of the Torah is something that's so hard for us to understand and this is Moshe striking the rock Hashem tells Moshe to speak to the rock and Moshe strikes the rock and Moshe is punished for that that he doesn't get to go into Eretz Yisrael and we speak about I think I speak about this every year because it's a very it's a very difficult story to get our minds around Moshe Rabbeinu who led the Jewish people so faithfully who was the who Hashem says was Anav Mikal Adam who Hashem who Hashem testifies that I, he speaks to Moshe upon him, upon him face to face how is it possible that Moshe made a mistake? And what was Moshe's mistake? And we know that there are many, many pshatim as to what Moshe's mistake was. So I want to just uh, discuss for a minute. We, we know that what's interesting is if you look at the, there's a contrast in the psukim, right? Because in this week's parsha, what does Hashem say to Moshe? At the beginning of Perakhov, it says, uh, Hashem says, Kachas amate, take the stick, v'hakelaseyda, gather the people, ata v'arnachicha, v'dibartem elasela, and, and speak to the rock. So we know Miriam just died, and we know that we had the water in the Midbar for 40 years in the schus of Miriam. The water dried up, the well dried up. So Hashem tells Moshe to go and speak to the rock. And he tells him, take the stick with you. So first of all, why is he taking the stick with him if he's going to speak to the rock? Also, back in Parshas Bishalach, all the way back in Parshas Bishalach, we had a similar story. This is in Sefer Shmois Perak Yud Zayin, and uh, uh, in Pasuk Hay it says, "Vayom Hashem al Moshe, Avor lefnei Am." Hashem says to Moshe, "Go pass in front of the people." The Kachit Chamazikne Yisrael, take with you the elders of the, of Yisrael. Matchashe Kisubay Sayar, Kach Biyod Chavlachne. Take again, take the stick, take the mate, right? And uh, if you look. Uh, in the next Pasuk, Hashem says, V'ikisa batzor, hit the rock. So in Bishalach, Moshe is told to hit the rock. And now in Parshas um, Chukas, he's told to speak to the rock, but take the stick with you. And when he hits the rock, he's punished. What's the change? What's going on here? Is it just Hashem is just is just uh, uh, playing with Moshe? That, that can't be chas v'shalom, right? So so what's, re- what's really happening here? So I saw from Rav Wolfson an uh, unbelievable idea, and I think we can contrast it to what happens in Parsha's Balak, the second half of this week's Parsha. So Rav Wolfson points out, he says, you know, most of the challenges that people have in, in the Torah, we could relate to. Obviously not on the level that they're on, but we have some, like, we can understand what was the, what was the challenge that Yosef had with Potiphar's wife. We could have the challenge, uh, we understand the challenge of Avram being willing to be thrown into the furnace by Nimrod. Right? We understand the challenge. We understand why it was difficult for them, and we understand that, that, that it was a, an amazing thing that they overcame. At least on our level, we can understand, we could relate to it. But what was Moshe's, what was Moshe's challenge here, Hashem tells him to speak to the rock, and obviously Moshe wanted to hit the rock, what, 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 what's, what's the challenge here? So we said, the, the two pre- prerequisites we have to understand is, that first of all, what happened was, until now, they had the water in the zchus of Miriam. Miriam was the Be'er Miriam, and Miriam, that was the zchus that the Jewish people had the, had the water, and now Miriam died, that goes away, and Hashem says he's going to bring it back, and he's going to bring it back now in the zchus of Aaron and Moshe, in, 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 in their merit. So, so something's changing here about the water. The water is changing. It's not the same water they had the last 40 years. And also we know, that, as we mentioned a minute ago, that Moshe was considered Anav Mikal Adam. Moshe was the most humble person who ever lived. And what does that mean? Right? Remember, Moshe understood, he knew, that Hashem chose him to give the Torah through. He's the one that Hashem spoke to. So what does that mean that Moshe was humble? 
And what's the role of this stick, this staff that Moshe did, all the Makas and Mitzrayim were with this stick. Hashem is always telling Moshe to take the stick. And even here, when he doesn't want him to hit the rock, but he still tells him to take the staff, take this, take this matcha. So explains Rav Wolfson, the mata is a symbol. It's a symbol. Moshe is, wants to take the mata always, and Hashem tells him to take the mata because Moshe is showing the Jewish people. He's teaching. Moshe, is, Moshe Rabbeinu, he's always teaching us. Moshe says, don't, put, don't give me credit. Don't assume that I have power. I am just like this stick. Obviously, if I pick up this stick and I hit a rock, clearly the stick didn't hit the rock. I used this stick to hit the rock. It wasn't the stick that hit the rock. It was me choosing to hit the rock with a stick. Moshe says, you, you see me do all these miracles. You see me do these miracles in Mitzrayim. You see me, see me do these miracles at the Yamsuf. You see me do the miracle by the water. Hashem, I want you, Hashem commands me and I'm showing you that I am just a stick in Hashem's hand. I'm not doing any miracles. I have no independent power. I'm just the particular instrument that Hashem chose to do the miracle through. But I, Moshe, am just a stick. That's the lesson that Moshe is imparting to the Jewish people, and Hashem is confirming that that's the lesson to give the Jewish people. When a person asks a king for something, and the king extends that favor by, by extending his scepter, we understand that the scepter has no power. Says Moshe, I'm just the scepter in Hashem's hand. I'm just a stick in Hashem's hand. Moshe's humility does not allow him to take credit for anything. I'm, I, everything he says is, is Hashem. I'm just repeating the words of Hashem. I'm just the, the, the vehicle by which to, to Hashem, Hashem chooses to bring his miracles at, about in this world. And since this was Moshe's whole uh, essence, Moshe was on of Mikaladam, he had this a tremendous humility. In other words, Moshe understood that he was the one that Hashem chose. Moshe understood that maybe he was smarter than some other people. But it doesn't take away from his humility because he realizes all that is just what Hashem gave him, that Hashem chose him. And we know that Chazal always tell us, that a way that a person wants to go... That's the way that he's led min That's how heaven leads him. Since this was Moshe's whole essence, Hashem always tells him, take the stick, take the staff. Because you see yourself as just a staff in my hand, it'll illustrate that to the Jewish people. Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't want to do a miracle without the staff in his hand because he wants to impart this to the Jewish people that it's not me. I'm just a staff in Hashem's hand. And therefore Hashem always tells him, tells him, right? These take this. And even now, when Hashem tells him to speak to the to the to the uh, rock, Hashem still says, Kaches Hamata. Take this stick. You, I know that this is the way you want to 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 uh, be my messenger to the Jewish people, and therefore I'm I'm commanding you that way. I'm I'm, I'm allowing you to go in the way that I, that you want to go, so that you can maintain your humility and and pro- and project everything and present everything with humility. Without this stick in his hand, Moshe is not comfortable doing miracles. I don't want anybody to think for one second that I'm able to independently bring about miracles. And that's why back in Parshas B'Shalach, when Miriam was alive, and it was clear that the, the water was being brought about through, because of Miriam's chus, Moshe has no problem, and Hashem tells him to hit the, to hit the rock, and there's no problem. We don't, have, we don't see Moshe grappling with Hashem's command over there. Hashem tells him to hit it, he hits it, it's very clear that he's the stick, it's in the chus of Miriam, and, and he's able to proceed, no problem. But now we come to Parshas Chukas. Now Miriam died, so now it's not clearly in Miriam's merit anymore, the waters. And now Hashem tells Moshe, I want you to speak to the rock, because now it's in your schus. You're in Aaron's schus that the water is going to come back. And I want that to be clear. I don't want you to be indirect using, using a staff. I want the people to realize that I'm giving them water because of you. 
Hashem wants to demonstrate that Moshe is the one who has the Kayach of Dibur, Moshe's Malchus, we're not going to get into that now, but Moshe is the one who has the Kayach of Dibur, and Hashem wants to show the Jewish people that, 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 that his Tzaddik Moshe could bring about water. So therefore Hashem commands Moshe, speak to the rock. No more indirect. I want you to show that you are, it's, I want to show that this is in your Zchus and yours and Aaron's Zchus. The problem is that this command goes against the essence of Moshe, who Moshe is. Moshe is the humblest man who ever lived. The last thing in the world he can tolerate is people to think that anything is in his merit, in his chos. And that's why Moshe has a problem with this. Hashem told him this, and he, he's struggling with this. This is what a, a, a this is what, what constitutes a challenge for Moshe Rabbeinu. Gosh, God forbid somebody should give me credit for something. I don't want anybody to think that I, that I accomplish anything on my own. I am just a stick in Hashem's hand. But Hashem tells him, speak to the stone. This is something, this is a challenge that's very hard for us to relate to. That it goes against his humility. I don't want any honor. I don't want any attention, says Moshe. But but Hashem told me that I have to. And as we know, this is the Avera that Moshe succumbed to. I mean, Halavai, these should be the Averas that we would succumb to. That my my humility seems to go against what what Hashem commands me. And this is the this is the Avera. But think about how subtle this is. Think about what a what a high level Avera this is. Yet on Moshe's level, this is a, this is an Avera. He ended up succumbing to his. His his shunning of covet of the fact that he didn't want anybody to think anything was in his chus and he failed on his level. The Torah tells us he failed. We would never be able to say that, but he failed. The Torah says he fails in this area. But think about what a subtle what a subtle avera that is. What a high level avera that is. In Moshe's Avera, we see the tremendous level that Moshe was on. That he couldn't bear to do something. He couldn't do bear, bear to do something that would give him any kind of credit or any kind of attention. And that explains a steer that we have from this week's parasha. This week's parasha tells us that Moshe and Aaron were punished not to go into Eretz Yisrael because they hit the rock. But the last pasuk in Parsha Shmois, all the way back in Parsha Shmois, at Perak Vav Pasuk Aleph, it says, Moshe, Moshe, Hashem says to Moshe, this is after Moshe complained that things got worse since he went to Pare. Atasira, now you will see Asher Esel I'll do to Pare. And Rashi tells us over there, Hashem is saying, Atasira, now you'll see how Asul Pare, you'll see what I do to Pare. But you won't see what I do to the seven nations when they go into Eretz Yisrael. And the question is, which one was he punished for? It sounds like he was punished for back in Parsha Shmois because he he said that Hashem, since you you sent me, things got worse. But we our Parsha tells us that he's punished because of the of the uh, of hitting the rock. But the truth is, it's really the same thing. What happened over there when Moshe argues with Hashem, "Don't send me to the Jewish people. There are better people." That also comes from Moshe's humility. Moshe saying to Hashem, "Don't send me. There are better people." than me. That comes from his humility. In other words, Moshe's humility is the only time he has trouble listening to Hashem. When his humility doesn't allow him to, 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 to immediately accept Hashem's mission for him, that, that's his issue. Both of these issues come from the same thing. So it's really, it's one issue. It's one, it's one issue. And maybe that's why we can also say that it's not that Moshe is punished not going into Eretz Yisrael. Hashem says to Moshe, you were the leader from when I took them out of Mitzrayim for the last 40 years through the Midbar, and you were the perfect leader for this. But now I need a leader who's not going to let his humility, humility get in the way. I need a leader who's going to be able to, you're, you're, you're going to be leading a war. You're going to go to war against the seven nations. There's no place for humility, or at least humility has to be controlled. Moshe, I see that in both back when I first sent you to the Jewish people, and now your humility gets in the way. 
way. Not that you did something so terrible, but I see that you can't allow yourself, a, a, a general, a leader of an army, has to be able to be firm, has to be able to, to, to lead his people into, into war. Humility can get in the way of that. I see that your humility is so strong, so so overwhelming, I, you, you're not the right leader to take them into Eretz Yisrael. So it's not that it's a punishment, it's a, it's a consequence. You're not equipped for this. Moshe's flaw, Moshe's Avera, quote-unquote, here is that he was too much of a tzaddik, he was too much of an anav to be able to take the Jewish people in, th- in the next phase of their development of, uh, uh, as a nation and to conquer, and to conquer Eretz Yisrael. I think this is a beautiful idea that Rav Wolfson is, is explaining to us that we have to understand when we look at tzaddikim, we have to understand what's the underlying, how is it, because otherwise, how is it possible that Moshe Rabbeinu made a mistake? Moshe Rabbeinu was the person who spoke to Hashem regularly, but we see over here that Moshe Rabbeinu also also has challenges inside of him. They're much, much higher, and they're much, much more subtle, and they're much holier than any challenge that we that we that we deal with. But but Moshe Rabbeinu, on his level, he he was blocked by uh, this 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 commitment to Anivas and not being able to put it completely aside, even when even when that's what was called for. And we can contrast with the with the beginning of Parshas Balak. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu, Chazal tell us that Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest navi, obviously in the Jewish people, uh, in the in Jewish history, and for the for the Jews. Bilam was the contrast, whatever that means. But Bilam was like the anti Moshe. Bilam was the opposite. And we see this. We see this if you look at the beginning of Parshas Balak. Bilam, Hashem clearly tells Bilam, don't go. And Balak keeps sending more people to to give him more honor and more money. And ba- Bilam at the end. And he can't he can't control himself. He has the opposite. His gaiva, right? What's the opposite of anivas of humility? Is gaiva is arrogance. Bilam's arrogance uh, when he has a clear, distinct message from Hashem. So Moshe's mistake, quote unquote, very subtle mistake. Uh, Moshe's mistake comes because he has he has too much humility almost. And Bilam's who's the opposite of Moshe, so you see this contrast, Bilam, the opposite of Moshe, he's done in by his gaiva, by his arrogance, he's, he, he, he has no humility, he has zero humility, Hashem tells him don't go, and he goes back and he argues, and it's the covet and the money that, that, that convinces him to, 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 to look away from Hashem's, so Moshe has a problem with Hashem's command because he's too humble to accept that, that the people are going to think that his merit brought the water, Bilam on the other hand is so arrogant to believe that when Hashem tells him not to, that he can't go, and even when he goes to curse the Jewish people and he's unsuccessful, he tries again, he tries again, he's not willing to hear Hashem's word at all. He's, he's completely blocked by self-interest. Moshe's mamish the opposite. That's why we see these two parshas together. You see the contrast between Moshe and Bilam. They, they could not be further apart. Both, both dealing with, with Hashem's commandments and both... Um, I don't want to. I can't compare. You can't compare the mistakes. But Moshe errs very, ever so slightly. But it comes from the complete side of kedusha, where Bilam comes from the complete side of Tuma. So we, we we learn we learn from this the way that a person is supposed to is supposed to work on himself. But but to see what a tzaddik like Moshe Rabbeinu that even when he makes a mistake that the Torah calls a mistake. Wow, we should make mistakes like that. And Bilam just the opposite to avoid living our lives anywhere near Bilam. Where he's completely he's completely motivated by self interest. I wish you all a beautiful, wonderful Shabbos.